Hi everyone, it's Karen Chong. Welcome to another episode of Mastering Your World Through Frequencies, where every week we explore how frequencies shape our world and begin to release the patterns that keep us stuck so we can realize our greatest potential. We receive a lot of questions at Spherical Luminosity. Many of them overlap, so I thought it'd be helpful if I answered the most commonly asked ones directly. If you're a newbie to frequency work, this will hopefully be a really good introduction. And for those of you who are more experienced with frequency work, the answers to some of these questions will likely bring out some nuances that you may not have thought about before. And after the discussion, we get to the most important part of this episode. The group frequency calibration at the end is where the frequency work happens and where change actually occurs. So be sure to listen to that. Without releasing distortion patterns targeted by the GFC, the change you want will be more difficult to attain because you haven't addressed the root of the issue. So let's get going. So as you may know, we get a lot of questions here for spherical luminosity. Mm -hmm. And today we're going to be looking at the top like 19-ish mm -hmm. questions. Yeah. Okay, so let's get started. All right. So one, um, someone asked, can I fail at frequency work? Mm -hmm. Is there anyone that's not seeing any positive changes from doing it? Yeah. So uh, from my perspective, you can't fail at frequency work because uh, when you're doing frequency work, things are happening at the level of the unseen, and whether you're aware of it or not, your distortion patterns are being cleared. Now, what I will say is that people may not see positive results because they expect something. So mm. people, when they, especially when they first start frequency work, they think they want a certain outcome, right? They want their lives to look like this. They want this problem to resolve. They want, I don't know, whatever that is they want. And if it doesn't look like that, they're not succeeding, mm -hmm. right? So they think, okay, well, this is not working. I'm going to try someone, something else. Okay. So the thing that to be mindful of is your expectations. And instead of having such a strong desire for a particular outcome, which may cause you to not notice like other things that are changing around you, mm -hmm. to be open to see what else is changing. So to not look at what's the same, look at what's different. So mm -hmm. notice, open your perspective. Okay. So from my perspective, you can't fail at frequency work because to fail at something means to me, it's like a, a mental measure. Okay. Of like what is possible. But the thing about frequency work is it's really about awakening, right? So we're releasing our distortion patterns to raise our frequency resonance up. And as that happens, your perspective changes, your thoughts, your emotions, your reality, all that changes. Right. But, and yes, it has an impact on the physical reality, which is important, but this is actually much greater than that too. So it's, yes, it's the physical reality and it's much more. Right. It's really about impacting on a positive level, the infinite journey that you have as a soul. I like that. So drop the expectation, yep. look at what is changing, Yeah. be open to any little subtle things yeah. even too, because yeah. they build on each other. Totally. And I do know from my experience, um, there is an aspect of that free will and taking responsibility. Totally. So not like Karen's going to fix me. What's how you're not doing it. Actually look at what you can do. Exactly. Right. So yeah. maybe some of your stuff's coming up mm -hmm. and you have this opportunity to choose yeah. the old me or the new me. me. Exactly. So take responsibility and then you see the change even yeah. more too. Exactly. Yeah. That's awesome. Good. Yeah. Okay. So second one is other than detox, can there be any negative side effects? From my perspective, there cannot be. 
And again, it depends on how you view the world. So when we first start this journey, we often tend to see the world from the small s self, right? Or the ego mind self. So again, we think we want what we want. So we think, oh, this thing happened and it's terrible, right? So for example, I have a client who, he was in a very high paying job and he really wanted to start something else, but he was afraid to leave his job because it was really cush, right? So he didn't want to leave it. And it had a lot of status and, you know, he has a wife and kids and homes and he has to pay for all that mm -hmm. stuff. And uh, then he lost that job. And from the small S perspective, you think, oh, this is not good. My life is over. My life is over. Yeah. Like I've just lost this job. It's not great what happened. It was sticky, etc. But then he was so like, uh, fired up by the situation and like how it all went down. He was like, screw them, right? Basically. And he basically started a little company mm. and is now making more money and he loves what he does. Mm. It's kind of like that step he needed to take, right? Like he was asking for it, but he, he kind of wanted to be this nice, like easy, I don't know what he was expecting, like transition, but that's not what life gave him. Mm -hmm. What it gave him was fire right? So that he could create something that he really wanted to create, that it could help more people that he really loved and he's making more money at it. So again, if you look at it from the small S perspective, right? In that period when he lost the job and looked like chaos and, oh my God, what are we going to do? I mean, from that perspective, it looks pretty negative, but yet as it unfolded, it became better. So it's like, it depends on when you're looking at it. So my suggestion is again about expectation, right? Mm -hmm. So can the negative side effects can the, the side effects be negative? Like, again, it depends on the perspective right. that you have. Right. And it's really about the greater perspective rather than like in this moment, does it suck? Right. So there's a trust factor, a surrender factor. Absolutely. Right. And yeah. then a zoom out, look at the bigger Big picture. picture. Yeah. yeah. Real quick, there's like a little Buddhist story yeah. um, where uh, this man had a son and the son... Um, was out with the horses or whatever and broke his leg. Oh, and, yeah. and the neighbor was like, oh, this is so horrible. And yeah. he's like, maybe, yeah. you know? And then the next day they were um, grabbing people for war mm -hmm. and his son wasn't chosen because his, his leg, leg was, was broken. broken. And they're like, oh, that's wonderful. And he's like, maybe, yeah. you know, and the story yeah, so goes, goes on, on and on. So the good, the bad, but just kind of neutral, yeah, right? neutrality exactly. here. Yes. Cool. Yeah. And so detox, even though it can be hard, right? Because it can be, it can show up like physically, mentally, emotionally, as, we, as you and I've talked about before. So physically meaning you might get a cold or a flu symptom, type, that type Headaches, of thing. Headaches, nauseous, nauseous yeah. fatigue, yeah. right? Um, that's your body physically releasing stuff so that you can vibrate at a higher level to be able to take in the higher level frequencies, right? Your body's pretty smart. So it's doing what it needs to, to clear out so that you can resonate at a higher level order. You may also see it on the mental emotional levels, meaning you may have those same emotions more strongly, right? So if you had a tendency towards depression or anxiety or worry or control or whatever it is, you may see that stuff flare or you may see it in other people, right? So meaning people who, for example, if it controls a thing, you may see people who are controlling in your life show up and get really active, mm -hmm. right? And mm -hmm. all of that is for you to have the opportunity to, to confirm, remove the pattern. Right. So confirm the removal of the pattern out of your field. And if you don't know what that is, there is a whole GFC just on confirming the removal of the pattern. Yeah, which is very useful. Highly yeah. recommend yes. doing that. And for those of you who don't know what that means, it means that I release the uh, distortion pattern on frequency level, which is the important part. Mm -hmm. And then you, because you have free will, 
And as Tia mentioned before, you have accountability, you have free will. So, and it's actually really cool because that's how you're empowered, right? You're not just yeah. lying there helpless. You yeah, know, it's yeah. like, this, this is, is your, you this is you gaining back. the power back. So you have the opportunity to delete or to remove that pa pattern out of your field, out of the lower level fields of the physical, mental, emotional, by pushing it away from you. And mm -hmm. again, that GFC will give you a five-step process in which to do it. But basically you're pushing that distortion pattern out of your field with your free will. You have to be active in it. Yeah. And then moves away from you. Yeah. And you can do it in the moment when mm -hmm. you're, when you're in that distortion pattern, or you can do it after the fact Yeah, or, you, or both or both. They're both in that one. Yeah. yeah. I actually just had something come up the last week mm -hmm. and I did it in the moment yeah. and it literally shifted the entire day. Yeah. It, it's just for the listeners to know the power of this. Like yeah. you can be really witnessing this distortion and try and witness it versus, you know, be consumed by the emotion. Yeah. Just be the observer. Like, wow, this, this is really happening. Wow. Yeah. This kind of sucks or whatever. <laughs> Do the thing, the confirm the removal. Mm -hmm. And then you literally like jump up in yeah. level, like yeah. immediately. It immediately. It's yeah. wild. Because you, because you're empowering yourself. You're like, this distortion pattern is not mine. You are claiming your sovereignty as co-creator. You're like, this is no longer mine and you push it away from you. And then that causes your frequency resonance to bounce, which it's is really cool. Really cool. Yeah. yeah. So negative side effects, I don't think. Like <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, um, so the third question here, someone asked, how long do I have to do frequency work in order for my life to substantially change. Yeah. Well, it's funny because it really depends on who you are. So if you're someone like Tia, it's like instantly. <laughs> and some of your friends, it's like happening really quickly. Yeah. Um, so what I would say determines how quickly it changes would be things like how much people hang on, right? To their identities, stories, beliefs, conclusions, assumptions, all that stuff. Like we're like, oh, I don't want that stuff go. It's, it takes a lot longer. Mm -hmm. uh, how strong people's rule sets are. Like, you know, um, and that comes from lineage and culture and also accountability. So being able to see those rule sets, to watch your own behavior, to see how you're contributing and where the distortion patterns are running within yourself. If you're not doing that, it takes longer. Like, honestly, if you're not being self-aware, it takes longer. Yeah. And if you are willing to do the work and look at yourself, it's way faster because you can spot it. And again, as we just said in that previous question, then you're empowered, right? Mm -hmm. And then you can move through things a lot more quickly. Mm -hmm. So I would say the answer is it depends. But if you have uh, those three things and also... The fourth thing, which is hard for people sometimes is fear, right? Because they have this fear of the unknown. So they like stop themselves. Yeah. However, if you release more and more distortion patterns, that fear drops, it just starts to happen. Yeah. It almost becomes like excitement of, because the unknown is potential. Yeah, exactly. Limitless potential. potential. That's exciting yeah. instead of scary. Scary. Yeah. And I would also say that at some point in the journey when your frequency resonance gets high enough and you're not just being like overcome by like so many distortion patterns, it changes and you start, instead of just being victim to your distortion patterns, you can start to hunt them, right? You're like, okay, right? That's what you did with your distortion pattern that you oh, just yeah. described. Yeah. You're just like, I see that thing and it's going to get out, yeah. right? So, yeah, so the willingness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Great, so. thank you. Mm -hmm. um, do I have to do frequency work forever or can I stop <laughs> at some point? <laughs> Is this like going to therapy for life? <laughs> okay. Uh, well, you can stop whenever you want is what I would say. Okay. So you get off the train. I mean, I'm not dictating that at all. This is about you and your journey. Okay. So um, Karen is not suggesting that you have to stay for any particular length of time. 
Most people, when they begin, start for a particular reason that's physical, right? Like, I want to fix my relationship, I want to deal with my scarcity issues, I have a health thing that I want to deal with, whatever, right? There's some, like, physical thing. Mm -hmm. And when they start, they really get going. They're like, whoa, things in my life are really shifting in a way that I'm surprised by. And how I feel about my life is totally changing. Like, whoa, that's amazing, right? So um, the thing is, there's, there's a shift that happens because you start to realize that mundane thing isn't really the thing. You know what I mean? It's actually, yes, it's important. And you want your physical life to mirror um, and be at the highest resonance possible. And you realize that that growth on spirit level is where it's at, right? You realize that the higher in resonance you become, your physical reality starts to shift because it's a reflection oh, yeah. of your, yeah, because of your, your frequency resonance. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes like, well, what's possible then? Right? Just like you said, the unknown becomes exciting. It's not like, oh crap, what's possible? It's more like, oh my God, what, what is possible? Like what's the potential here? Mm -hmm. And that is what's exciting. So um, the thing about frequency work is like, again, this is all about free will. So if you want to stop whenever, like if you get the partner that you want and you're done, that's fine. I mean, no one's going to say you got to keep going. But people who find this really exciting are the ones who want the potential. They're like, what is possible mm -hmm. as embodiment, as a human? And as our consciousness rises, what, what can we do? You know, not just ourselves, but in a collective, which is really exciting. Yeah. So that's a good yeah. point. As you're going along, you, you start to notice that, um, your life is like you said, a direct reflection of your spirit. So mm -hmm. why not enhance the spirit? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that actually brings us to the next question here. Can you ever become obsessed with frequency work? <laughs> you kind of can, especially at the beginning. I mean, I did. Mm -hmm. um, when I first heard it, I knew something was different about it. Okay, and I was very skeptical. So I'm open, right? But I'm skeptical because there's a lot of people out there who say they can do a lot of stuff. Yes. And I'm just like, no, I can't. Right? Or whatever, right? It's just, I, or they I, don't own up to it. They don't live up to it. Yes, exactly. Or they don't act in integrity with what they're saying. Yeah. Or there's yeah. like shenanigans going on. Yeah, something or fishy. fishy and it feels weird. Or their energy, they're saying one thing, but who they are, you're just like, ew. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so anyway, there's a lot of that. So what I would say is that I've been always open and skeptical. And um, when I first heard... Uh, when I first experienced frequency work, I actually didn't feel a lot. Like, like I don't know how my feeling sense didn't go up. But when it finished, that first, like the first, like equivalent to a GFC that I listened to, mm. I was like, something's changed, and I don't know what it is. And then I listened to something else, and then I listened to something else, and then I was just like, okay, no, this is this is the thing I've been looking for. So for me. It did, did become obsessive for a while because I just knew that there was so much crap that I had to get rid of. It was like so heavy. It was like I was pulling on this this like endless noodle. You know what I mean? Like a bowl oh, of spaghetti, yeah, and I was yeah. just kind of like pulling, 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 right? Yeah. And I was just like, I want this off. Like mm -hmm. I don't want this anymore. I'm like I don't want to have this experience anymore. So for me personally, I put myself into as much frequency work as possible. That was my response to it because I was just like, for me. I know this is the way. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I tried a whole bunch of different things, right? Mm -hmm. Which led me to frequency work, actually. Um, but so, can you get obsessed with it? Yes, but it's not like to me. I want to uh, distinguish between an addiction and an obsession. So, to me, it's not an addiction because 
Honestly, you may feel like you need it to ascend. You, you don't. I mean, you can do it in any number of ways, right? The awakening can happen in any number of ways. It doesn't have to be just through this modality. I've never said that frequency work is the only way. Mm. For me, frequency work was the fastest way, the mm. most efficient way, the most complete way, the most precise for me. Yeah. That's what I liked about it. So did I become obsessed with it? Yes, because I was just like, this is like really powerful for me, okay? But I wasn't addicted to it because in the sense that I also started to gain my own sense of like strength. I was like, I'm my soul's journey is going to be my soul's journey. And so however things come in to help me awaken, I just trust that it's going to happen. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I don't need this thing, but I really like it because I feel all those things I just mentioned before. So um, yes, it's possible to get obsessed. And um, I don't know. I think that if you're really being mindful of your journey and you're in truly frequency work, you recognize your own power, your own sovereignty, your own free will, right? That's really important. I talk about this a lot. So even confirming the removal of the pattern is an exercise of that sovereignty. Mm -hmm. And so once you cultivate that, it, addiction doesn't come into play. Do you understand what I'm saying? Because you now are sovereign, right? You're not yeah. hooked on something. You're like, no, I can back out of this if I want to, because I'm strong enough. Does yeah. That yeah. That's a key point. So you really can't become obsessed if you're um, doing it in a, an empowered space. Yeah. So you can become obsessed with it, but you won't become addicted to it. That's there what I mean. Go. There yeah. you go. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm sure that can shift. Like you might be really obsessed in the beginning yes. or go through phases. Or yes, exactly. Like anything. Like, yeah, totally. Yeah. Or like um, I used to do this even with like a new song that would come out. If I really loved a new oh, a yeah. song, I would like play it all the time because I really yeah. liked it. It's kind of similar, yeah. you know? Yeah. And um, I would say like, you're correct. There's phases, right? So there's moments in the, especially at the beginning of our journey where we did it all the time, all the time, all the time. And then you tip to a certain point and then you don't need it as much. Mm -hmm. So that's perfect. Yeah. 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 Thank you. Okay. So the next question is, how do remote sessions work? Yeah. So a lot of people want to know how does this how does this work work when you're not physically proximate to me? Okay. So frequency work, you have to remember, happens at a very, very high level. Okay. So you have oneness of pure source vibrating at its very high level. And then as a drop in vibrational level where frequencies are created and we're still in the timeless. That's the level that we're working at. This is like far be before the embodiment happens, right? So frequencies slow down a vibration, they cause energy, the vibration slows down even more, it causes physical matter or form, okay? So we're working way up here at the frequency level, all right? So that is working in the timeless, right? Or what I call the eternal now. So it's beyond time and space. So if none of this is making sense mm -hmm. to you, all you have to remember is this is happening at a very high vibrating level beyond time and space. So what I'm doing is I'm scanning the oneness for you, okay, or the person that I'm working on, right? So it could be your child, your grandfather, whomever. I pick up on the frequency resonance bundle that is you and start working. So I'm not bound to a physical you, Make sense? I'm working at the level that's beyond your physical body. So it doesn't matter where you physically located. My clients are all over the world. You know, Europe, Asia, mm -hmm. Australia, United States, Canada, you know, like it doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. So um, you don't even have to be on the phone. Like I've worked on people when they're asleep, you know? Yeah, and, and with me. With, so. Yeah, and with you actually yeah. as well. So whether you're on the phone with me or not, it doesn't matter. It still works. So um, that's what I would say about remote work is that your physicalness is 
being physically present is something that is a constraint from the an older consciousness. We're moving now into something different where we can do a lot more without having to physically near each other mm -hmm. to have an effect. Yeah, so. that can be hard for the conscious mind to like comprehend. But yeah. Beyond time and space is the point. You yeah. don't need to be spatially Physi yeah, there. Yeah, spatially there. Higher, yeah. higher totally. level stuff. Yeah, and lots of change happens for people when they're mm -hmm. physically not next to me at all. So cool. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah. Um, is the replay as powerful as the live sessions? Yes. We get that question a lot, and it's a really great question. So yes, it is. Because you have to, under to understand why, you have to understand time. OK. So I just mentioned that we work in the timeless, right, in the eternal now. So there are two forms of time, for those of you who don't know. There's the eternal now, which is what everything on spirit level rests on. OK, so everything is in the now. So if you ever have gone to uh, receive a session from somebody and they're channeling something, for example, and you ask the being a question and they say, well, the X, Y, and Z will happen. And you'll say, well, when does that happen? And they'll say, well, now. Because it, for them, anything that's not on the physical linear time, it's everything is happening now. Okay, I know it's hard for us to understand because as humans, we have this linear sense of time. Mm -hmm. Linear time is a function of our minds as humans not being able to take in the huge amount of data that happens in the eternal now. Okay, like our brains literally can't process at that level. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we compress time, kind of just like the way we compress music now. You know, like if you had like a vinyl um, record or like a, a CD with like a lot of information in the music, right? So the music is really full, there's a lot of data in it. Mm -hmm. And you flatten the file and it becomes an MP3. We do that with time. We can't take all of that huge amount of information all happening in the eternal now as humans because we have these little brains. So what we do is we flatten time and we create linearity. Okay, so you're like, okay, I don't understand what it has to do with the question I just asked. The reason that it has to do with the question I, you asked is because frequency work happens in the eternal now. It happens in the timeless, beyond space-time. So it's not that the frequencies are in the recordings. Some people think, are the frequencies in the recordings? I'm like, no. What's happening is you're being pulled into the timestamp in which the work was being given. That timestamp is an access point to the timeless where the work was given on that mastermind. So you join the mastermind as if you were there live. Does that make sense? In that timestamp. Mm. Okay. So that's how the, the recordings work. You're just pulled into that timestamp, which then gives you an access point into the timeless with the rest of the group. So you're all being worked on at the same time or that access mm -hmm. point, if that makes sense. A, a follow-up question, if sure. it's okay, is yeah. what about when you're doing a session and you're tapping into the group and what mm -hmm. they might need. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that's a little hard for the, for the brain to comprehend. Yeah. Because if you're not there, mm -hmm. are you giving me what you need if I'm not there? Yeah. Right. Uh, you know, it's funny that you asked that question because when I first started giving Mastering Your Worldly Frequencies, the mastermind hadn't coalesced yet because it was new and we hadn't released ah. it. So the answer is yes, you can. Because what I do okay, at least for me, is that when I tap into the mastermind, it's not bound by time. So I feel the mastermind and I don't feel it like just as like, who's going to hear it at this point in time or this point in time. I'm feeling it in the timeless, which is huge. So it doesn't matter. Does that answer your yes, question? Yeah. It doesn't matter when you listen to it. It really doesn't. Because at some point there's part of you, I mean, remember you're infinite indestructible consciousness. So you're already in that eternal now. I know it sounds weird no, from the I, mind, I get it. but it's... Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of movies out kind of like that that, yeah. that I think help 
to kind of kind of get the, the picture, picture but yeah. I, I get it but okay. hopefully maybe we just listen to this bit. again <laughs> <laughs> but it will and if it doesn't make sense to you right now as a listener because you're just like I don't know what they're talking about it's okay when you do more of this work and you release distortion patterns the reson your resonance will come up and you'll start to feel what we're saying yeah, okay you. so even if you mentally don't understand it it's okay just let yourself relax into the resonance of what we're saying mm-hmm. and then it will it will make it'll click one day and you'll be like oh yeah that's what she meant. Right. Okay. Perfect. So that's all right. Thank you. Yeah. Sure. Okay. So, um, someone asked, why is my outer world not changing when my inner world is? Coherence. Ah. Coherence. Okay. So what can happen is with frequency work. Okay. So, um, this is one of Tia's favorite episodes is number 97. <laughs> yes. <laughs> talk about how the rendering works. Okay. So to shorthand, so if you don't know what I'm talking about, please watch that episode. Okay. So you have your spirit body around you as a sphere, right? And if anybody's listened to a GFC, you'll have heard me mention the sphere of your spirit body, right? So the sphere of the spirit body is at arm's length all around you. It projects into itself, into the center of itself, where it renders like a hologram, the physical body that is you. Your brain is the projector of that reality. Okay. And your pineal gland is like the lens of that projector, if that makes sense. So what can happen is for some people, they'll take off on spirit level, meaning they'll start to clear distortion patterns. Their spirit body starts to vibrate at higher and higher and higher rate, which is really awesome. But what happens, their physical body lags. That's why I talk about the physical body so much. You're you're a whole system. Okay. You're one big package. So it's kind of like if you're riding a really high performance bicycle, right? It's like super slick, made of like the lightest carbon fiber and all these fancy thingies that I don't know the names of yeah. and such, right? But you've got a wobbly front tire, right? So you can go really fast, but you're like, dang it, the wobbly front tire, I can't go that fast because it's dangerous. Similarly, your physical body can be slow. It can lag, okay? Because it's denser, mm-hmm. all right? So what can happen is your spirit body can take off, right? So your resonance starts to rise on spirit level, but your physical body is not keeping up. That lag creates more and more dissonance. You fall more and more out of coherence. You have to come into coherence in order for the the outer world to start to mirror the inner world. So what will happen for most people, and I think this happened for you too, or it happened for me, is I started to feel different first, right? I was like, Okay, there seems to be nothing changing on the outer world, yet internally, everything feels totally different. And actually, that's the most important thing. And then you clear enough distortion patterns and your physical body starts to catch up such that your physical world starts to mirror. Okay, so what I'd say is sometimes it's about time and also it's about coherence, meaning like time, meaning how many distortions you're clearing at the Mm. beginning, right? So at the beginning, it's kind of a mess. At least it was for me, Mm -hmm. right? You're just like, there's so much to clear. You're like, oh my God, right? So you got to clear enough stuff that you start to feel different, which for some people can happen like instantly. Like for you, it took like five seconds. And then for some people, because this, the physical body lags, you have to come into coherence. And now some people I'm sure are wondering what that means, come into coherence. Oh yeah. So uh, this is where coherence mastery is so important, right? So this is the class that we've given. Um, It's a year long. If you're curious about that, you can always ask info at sphericalluminosity.com. So coherence is to me when you have Uh, coherence on three levels, okay? When the system is functioning in harmony with itself at its greatest efficiency. So you have to have coherence on the physical level. And the physical level, I mean physical, mental, emotional. 
at the spirit level, right? At the spirit body level, which usually is a time and space function, right? Like how do you render in space and time? If you don't know what I mean, watch episode 97 because that will make sense to you then, okay? And in the space between the physical and the spirit body, okay? So you have to have coherence on all three levels, okay? In order for coherence to um, happen and for you to experience more change in the outer world. Yeah. And um, is there... A GFC, well, uh, your morning meditation can help with that yeah. even if you need yeah. a little assistance, right? Yeah, exactly. And so the more you do frequency work, the more distortion patterns you clear, the more you can come into coherence. But some of you need more help with just coherence. Yeah. So what I would say is coherence mastery is part of the answer, really. Right. Because that whole cl class is about that. Yeah. So not only releasing a whole bunch of foundational distortion patterns, which will help you come into more coherence, not only about coming into the zero point of space and time. Right. Tips to... Yeah, that you can do when do you're standing, standing in line or whatever, right? Yeah. All these coherence master, coherence tips to bring you more into alignment, mm -hmm. to empower yourself on the physical level, so you can start to pace more with what's happening on the spirit level. All that stuff is in coherence mastery. Mm -hmm. So that's Great. what I would recommend for that. Great, thank you. For those of you who are new, we're just about to start the GFC. This is the most important part of this episode because it's where we actually do the frequency work and where change is catalyzed. So I invite you to settle in and get comfortable. You can sit, stand, or lie down. Or if you prefer to walk around slowly, you could even do that too. If during the GFC you find that you start falling asleep, even if you didn't feel tired when you started, just let yourself drift off. That just means that the frequencies are really high and it's more efficient for you to be asleep to integrate them. If this happens, it's good to listen to the GFC portion again a few times until you can stay awake for the whole thing. That's how you'll know you've integrated those higher resonating frequencies. Because I'm working on the frequency level, these GFCs are not like regular meditations, and many people find they go into varying degrees of altered state. If you happen to be listening to the audio version of this episode, please definitely do not drive while listening to this. Okay, here we go. Welcome everyone to the group frequency calibration for what everyone wants to know about frequency work. This GFC will start to help you clarify um, your own patterns. Okay, so you can start to see them more clearly, right? Which will start to help you be able to know what you need to release. Okay. All right. Becoming aware of your body. And as you become aware of your body, becoming aware of your jaw. Noticing if there's any tension, the feeling of the air against your skin, noticing how your jaw connects and hinges into your skull. 
Schön. Becoming aware of your um, lower belly. Okay, so beneath the belly button, okay, down towards the groin. So just noticing this part of the body. Again, if there's holding here, the warmth of this area, the fabric of whatever it is that you're wearing over this part of your belly. Good. And now please become aware of your breath. And as you become aware of your breath, just noticing it at first without changing it. And notice if you have a desire to change it. And after you just notice your breath and where it is right now, taking the opportunity to deepen your breath. Allowing the breath to become much more spacious, much more expanded. Allowing the breath to enter deep into the body. Good. And now please become aware of your surroundings. And as you notice your surroundings, becoming aware of the feeling of the air against your skin. Noticing if it feels heavy and humid or light and dry. Does it still feel like it has the heat of the sun in it? Perhaps the coolness of rain. Just being aware of the feeling of the air against the skin. And then when you're ready, becoming aware of the quality of the light around you. So for those of you who are new, you'll likely need to blink your eyes open and look at it. For some of you, you can feel it. Neither is better. It's just different senses of the same thing. So noticing the quality of the light. And now please triangulate. So for those of you who are new, 
What that means is that you will notice three inanimate objects in the space around you. What those objects are is not important. And as you become aware of each object, noticing the distance between the object and you. So for example, if object A is the coffee table, you would notice that the coffee table is about three and a half foot away from you. And then you would feel the distance between the coffee table and you. And you would do the same thing for objects B and objects C. And as you do this, your sense of where you are in space will clarify, okay, become more in focus, more present for you. Knowing where you are spatially is a very important coordinate upon which the reality is constructed. If you want to understand more about all of that, I do recommend listening to episode 80, What is Time? Or, What is um, the New Consciousness? Okay, where time and space are explained. Good. Bringing your attention to your heart space in the center of your chest and your nipple line. Whenever you've completed triangulating, breathing normally. We're going to take one nice big breath together, inhaling, holding your breath for a count of five. And then whenever you're ready, releasing all the air out of your lungs at the speed and intensity that you prefer, holding your breath out for a count of five. And as we wait for you to complete that single breath and for the mastermind to coalesce and come into coherence, please know that I'm working on you at the group and the subgroup level. And that I often work in silence. So if you don't hear me, that is not, it's not that I've gone somewhere, it's just that I'm working in silence. And often it means I'm working with really high frequencies. So if I make physical noise, it just drops the resonance, which doesn't serve you. Okay. Also, I do make noise, so you might hear me hum or yawn or exhale sharply. And that's what I do to release some of the lower, heavier distortion patterns. Sometimes they're stickier. Okay, not always, but that's typically what happens. And if I say something that resonates with you, it's likely yours. And if I say something that you really resist, it's likely yours. So I invite you to remain open and to examine further. Good. Good. And now that the mastermind has coalesced and become coherent, we're going to ask ourselves the following question. How can I become even more aware of my connection only to pure source?
And as you ask yourself that question, please imagine, sense, feel, or become aware of the space at the very center of your body. And as you become aware of this vast space, becoming aware of or imagining a brilliance at its very center. And as you become aware of this brilliance, it starts to intensify because you have your attention on it. And as it gets brighter, it starts to expand outwards in all directions through all of your cells, out through your organs. through your bones, out through the pores of your skin, into the space between your physical body and the outer perimeter of your spirit body, which is a sphere at arm's length all around you. Becoming very aware of the brilliance within the sphere. Good. And now please become aware of this space all around the sphere. And as you become aware of this infinite space, I'm working on you at spirit level to increase your frequency resonance, irrespective of where you began. This is one of the most important things we do together because the higher your frequency resonance is dictates everything from what your reality looks like, how you perceive it, how much distortion you can clear, and how quickly you can integrate. Bringing your attention to your solar plexus between your belly button and the base of your sternum. All right, so this is attachment 
to your identity, okay, who you believe you are. So as a result, it's hard to see your distortion patterns, okay, because you have an identity that you're attached to. It's difficult to see um, distortion patterns if that is the case. So releasing this so you can start to have more clarity. And please note, we're just releasing the attachment piece of it to your identity being a certain way. For a subgroup of you, you're very, very attached to your stories and your memories. So your whole life is based on something that happened to you in the past, as opposed to what's happening to you right now, which has nothing to do with the past. So, but you'll spin in your stories. Okay, so for that subgroup, really difficult for you to see your distortion patterns because you're so attached to the stories and the quote-unquote memories, which are often um, remembered inaccurately. So releasing this from that subgroup. Mm-hmm. Good. Bring your attention to your heart space, please, in the center of your chest, in your nipple line. So this has to do with the distortion for, uh, with um, like a desire for change, but only in the way that you would want it. Okay, so you want to control the change. So in that pattern of control, there's um, uh, a structure that if you leave, it... Um, won't allow for anything better or bigger or more expansive to come in because you're trying to control it to be a certain way. Okay, so it's like change to a certain point. So we're going to release the control patterns, okay, because if you really truly want to change, like fundamental change in the sense of uh, a much different experience and a much different perception of your reality and what your reality looks like, you have to release this. Okay. It also prevents you from seeing your distortion patterns very clearly because you only want to see what you want to see. You want to control it. So again, please know I'm not judging this. Okay, I used to have this a long time ago. So I understand it. And if you truly want something different, you have to release this.
Bring your attention to your upper solar plexus, okay, from the midpoint in your solar plexus, which is your solar plexus again, is between your belly button and the base of your sternum. So from the midpoint up, okay. So this is the resistance to, this. there's two distortion patterns. One is to like amplify the negative, okay, too much, okay, on the one hand. And the other is to not be able to see clearly what's there and then take accountability. So it's kind of two, it seems like they're opposite. Um, I guess they can be, but it depends on, um, what it is, what you're feeling, what the trigger point is, etc. Okay. So one is to go into the internal critic, um, pretty severely. Okay. And sort of amplify the negativity so it becomes very negative to self for some of you it becomes like self-abuse for others of you like I mentioned there are things you don't want to see about yourself okay? on your own or in relation with to others or a circumstance, etc. Excellent. Good. So in the heart space, in the center of your chest and your nipple line, I'm just going to work quietly for a minute and amplify clarity, okay, in terms of how you see yourself, okay, how you see your distortions, just the things that trigger you, the things that like suck you in and like get you all riled up, all that sort of stuff, okay? So just... Good. Bring your attention, please, to your xiphoid process 
and about three inches just beneath it towards the belly button. Clearing out the pain body because your pain body has a memory of you before the frequency work was done, which makes your integration much harder and longer than it needs to be because you're fighting against the memory of your pain body. Releasing. This just takes a couple of seconds. There we go. Good. This brings us to the end of this session. I look forward to working with you on the next GFC. It's my sincere hope that you benefit profoundly from this series, which is why I spend so much of my time and personal resources creating these as my gift to the world. If the topic of this GFC resonates with you, it's very likely that more work than can be provided in this one GFC is needed to clear or loosen deeply held distortion patterns in areas that are sticky. Because these patterns are like layers of an onion, usually there are multiple layers to individual topics. Depending on how much of a challenge this topic is for you, it may make sense for you to go deeper than what this one session allows. If you feel this is the case for you, please visit sphericalluminosity.com for more targeted support.